0: and welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, aka Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 146. Let's roll. And we, oh my God, I swear to God, I don't even have to do anything this week. This is one of those weeks where I just, I could literally sit back, hit the mute button and let it roll because I have one of the greatest orators in the, in the world, really, not even in the space. I love listening to this man talk. And I know you do too. Y'all know who he is. It is the greatest podcaster, video guy out there. Mr. Ray Garvin is here with us today. Mr. Ray GQ. Ray, what is going on, my brother?
1: Man, we're making it, baby. We're making it's. <laughs> What's so funny about doing these shows are are the best parts are the things that we talk about before the show starts and the shit that you talk about after the fact. And, you know, just congratulations to everything that you're doing. It's been a little bit since I've been on the show and you're doing some great things in the space and and continuing to thrive and flourish. And, you know, it's what's what's more important, man, and, and more so just I give you tip of the hat. Kudos is. You're doing dad stuff as well as this. Yes, I mean, we're both ripping and running before we get here. And we do this not to hear ourselves talk because probably much like myself, you probably don't like listening to yourself talk. We do this for the people. So everybody that's tapping in, um, we appreciate you being here. We're going to have a damn good show tonight.
0: No, you do it for the people. I do listen. I do do it to listen to myself talk. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Yo, everybody knows that. They they, they make fun of me. If, you, if I didn't live up to that, there'd be people going, the fuck he talking about the people, man? This motherfucker. No, so they know I, I like to hear myself talk, but um, but today I don't have to do that because I could just let you roll. But you're also uh, fantastic. You spent some time with Player Profiler. We we are you know just in partnership with them. But you got Destination Debbie. I'd be remiss that not to tell the people where they can find your work because one of the things you've done, and we'll get to fun stuff, but I do need to at least give you some props. And to sell you because I believe in you and what you've what you've done, um, what you've done at Destination Debbie and the community that you've built in and around you is very impressive. And so for those looking for a little bit of community, obviously, they found it here with the Undroppables. That's what we have done as well. But I think you've yep. been a leader in that space. And I want to give you your props for that.
1: Appreciate it, man. I appreciate yep. that. And like 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 you said, Jax, you can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. And uh here in the next couple of weeks, we got some big things coming from Destination Devi. So uh just stay tuned to the Twitter feed. We're gonna be dropping some Dropping some hammers very, very soon for uh, the Dynasty space. And it's going to be really nice. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Without further ado, I will lastly say that I've always felt like this podcast should be something that is entertaining and informative. I don't know how informative we are, and sometimes I'm not sure how entertaining we are. But I know damn well that you're entertaining. So for those who love that, Ray G is someone to, to, to tap into. Obviously, he's informative, too. But I just find you very entertaining to listen to. So without further ado, let's do that. Hey, Mr. Ray, we had a show sheet set up. I got to hit one thing. Dude, I hit it every show anyway. Everybody knows like it's on the show sheet blindly is the Trey Lance thing. Because, dude, I have been the one guy. Like I feel like, you know, it's like the the house is on fire. Everybody's partying and you're like the one guy with your hand up going – um, should we check into this fire over here? Everybody's like, don't worry about it. Fucking party. And you're like, yeah, but the house may be on fire. Like, I felt like the only guy being like, is Trey Lance any good? Like, are we sure? And everybody's like, no, no, Konami code, bro. Shanahan. And sure enough, it just turned out he might and probably is not very good. Is that, is that kind of what's up?
1: You know, it's this is I think Jax to be honest with you, I think this is the biggest problem in the biggest disconnect in the fantasy space it's real NFL versus what I call hopium. and I'll just say this I don't know I I, I don't know if Trey Lance is actually good or not I don't we haven't seen him in the game like we really haven't he's, he's had four. Real NFL games. This is a guy who has not played meaningful football since 2018. I mean, literally, I mean, Obama was damn near president the last time this guy played meaningful football. That's how long ago it's been since he's played meaningful football. What I'll say is this I think a lot of times teams, the NFL, and the game sort of have the answers right in front of our faces in fantasy. Yet we are so. Stuck on our pre draft biases, our very, I think, elementary sort of approach to the game of football that it leaves up so many blinders. And for me, this was a situation like there's no shock to me. Right. Like, I, and, and, and the thing is, this it doesn't even mean Brock Purdy is good. Right. I'm, and I've never said that he was good. All I've said is, oh, it's clear they want him to be the starting quarterback. Like, they're not going to pull him off the field. This is, you know, you can have as much hope you want around Trey Lance, but the reality is the GM is not telling you Lance is the guy. The head coach, the players are all telling you how much they loved what Brock Purdy did and how much they respect him and how much they he commanded the locker room. Anybody who was shocked today... About what happened after the day one, day one of free agency. Yeah. What do they go do? They don't go sign an O lineman. They don't go replace Mike McGlinchey. They go sign a fucking quarterback. Yeah. They go sign Sam Darnold first day. Yeah. If you are shocked at this outcome, shame on you, and you need your analyst card revoked, revoked. because you have no business. Talking football. If you are shocked, this is this is coming fruition. Right.
0: And 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 Ray, the, the, this is the one that got me. And and if you've been in a locker room, which you have been, and if you've been watching football, which you have been, and a, a lot of our listeners are have been in both those situations, and even if you haven't played, but you've just listened to like the the coach speak and try, you, you have more than the ability to put one and one together. Then the moment that Brock Purdy got hurt. Like, if they had traded, remember, they had traded for Trey Lance at the, at pick three, and then um, Tra- uh, Purdy gets hurt. If they thought Trey Lance was, like, pretty fucking good, like, you know what I mean, like, pretty good shot at being good, they'd have been like, they would have said out loud in public, this is Trey Lance's shot. We'll see when Purdy's better, but this is his shot. We're going to give him his training camp, yada, yada. As soon as Purdy's ready, he's going to compete for the job, too. But that's not what they said. What did they say? They said, Purdy's job. Purdy's job, <laughs> right? <laughs> Motherfucker didn't even know when he was going to be better. He couldn't throw. He had a, no arm. Like, they weren't sure what surgery he was going to get. They weren't sure when he'd be back. They were like, yeah, Purdy's the guy. Like, they literally said it immediately after he got hurt. That told me, like, kind of everything I needed to know, that they didn't think this guy was going to be good. And that's a huge indicator. Just because if they thought he was any good, they'd have been like – and then th- you're right. Then they go out getting Sam Darnold. It's like people are like, well, that's because – It's like, what do you mean that's because? That's because they need a quarterback, you know? And uh, so, yeah, there's just been so many data points other than the fact that he was good at a small school and got drafted third overall. Every other data point, eh, not so good.
1: Yes, and and sometimes, dude, it's not even, and I've been on record of saying this, It's everyone's like, oh, coach speak, you can't listen to it. For me, it was the absence of anything, right?
0: right? It's reading between the lines. The fact
1: that they did they say they say it to you in all the sports, right? When you're growing up, what do they say? When the coach is yelling at you and riding you it's because you. they see something in you, they love you. Yep. When he stops talking to you, that's when you need the word. There was no point, I, I, dude. They, Arthur Smith has given Devin, Desmond Ritter more confidence than Kyle Shanahan has given Trey Lance. No like this is this is just a situation where. Hopium took over and nobody should be shocked by this outcome. Nobody.
0: And I will tell you more about that in just one moment right after this. And, and and I will agree with you on one point that I will still admit, still no idea if he's if he's any good or could be any good. No idea. Still possible that he's good. I will still say that. But just as well, I would say that about Zach Wilson. So, you know, it's not like – the other thing, Ray, and I've said this, and you can tell me what you think about this. A lot of people have been holding on to – and I want to get this take off. I've said it before, but I want to say it again loud and loud and clear. A lot of people have been saying, yeah, but – Dude, you got to buy low because of the Konami code upside. This dude, yada, yada, athlete, yada, yada. I do not see at all a Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson athlete at all, or even a Josh Allen. I see like maybe Jacoby Brissett, Matt Stafford, and that's fine, but he ain't no Konami code unlock cheat code. You agree with that?
1: I 100% agree with you. I do not understand any notion and where, why would you want to buy an asset that is literally like the, the range of outcome at at this point, go look at all first round quarterbacks yeah. who get dealt <laughs> or don't finish their, their first four years where they were like, this just does not this like Jax to be real, man, this entire situation is, uh, I, this is insane. I, and I just have to ask you this and I know, I know most people are going to say, no way. He's, I mean, but when you think about what San Francisco had, the team, we could just go back to 2021, Jack. They could have, t- who was, wasn't Jamar Chase in that draft class? I mean, Jesus Christ. Was, was, they could have gone Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Pene Sewell. They, they had a chance to get cut. Anybody, man. Yeah. Does, will this go down? as one of the biggest busts in NFL history. I know right now you think Ryan Lee, if you think Jamarcus Russell, but when you think about this team and what they gave up to go get this young man ahead of Justin Fields, ahead of Mac Jones, ahead of all these other players could add Jamar Chase, fucking hall of famer. Yeah, right. You trade that for a guy that gets replaced the very next year by Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Like, By the way, where, where hey, he I will
0: answer that question, but by the way, uh, you and I both, I mean, you do way more. You're, Literally destination fucking Debbie. I mean, at the end of the day, you're college all the all day long. As a matter of fact, I have you on always early in the season talk mm-hmm. about college. You're college guy. I'm not, but I am prospect guy. And prospect guy and college guy definitely thought Brock Purdy was way better than Mr. Irrelevant. No?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody thought he was good going into his final season. Right. It was just the final season. He kinda kinda they were just bad. Right. Iowa State just was bad, but people were in on Brock Purdy but right. b- the year before his last. So don't let people lie to you because the Debbie community was very much in on Brock Burger. For
0: sure. And and then in terms of Trey Lance, I agree with you. It's a it's a huge one. But you know what might save them is that they're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they'll just be good and you're like, fuck, they were good anyway. It doesn't really matter. Like so it'll be maybe a what could have been, but I don't know. Certainly he'll go down as a bust, I think. But you know, not on that, that level because he won't take the franchise down with him. It doesn't appear anyway. Yeah. Um you know it's when the franchise also just like You know, the the Heath Shulers and the Ryan Leafs. I mean, they were just in purgatory for several years. Jamarcus was the worst one, of course, because that was before they fixed the pay scale thing. Didn't they pay him like $78 million or some shit guaranteed? Like, motherfuckers living fat, like literally fat.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I just.
0: That That was a Jamarcus fat joke. Here's
1: the thing. Here's the thing. You are right. He will get saved by the fact that they have a good team. Yeah. But if they did not, this you can't look at this situation and be like, man, what could they have done with those additional firsts? Like, wow, pH, what a waste of it's, resources! It's ph
0: fat and f fat, both fat. He's, oh, okay, he's he's both of them, there both of uh, them. Yes, there you go. But there you go. Someone who might get paid right now is Jonathan Taylor. He's asking to get paid. Jim Irsey, I. Dude, I've been holstering a Jim Irsay, you know, rant that I'm probably going to save because, you know, you're you're light on time tonight, but I can't wait. But like, um, boy, oh boy, I, I just feel, like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but I don't think it really matters to his dynasty value. You know, maybe for football, obviously it matters huge. There's some other ramifications about where he goes and what that does for other players. I don't think it changes JT for shit because I think he's still one of the top five running backs in the NFL, if not maybe top two or three uh, in terms of talent across the board. So wherever he goes, he has his own sort of solar system, right? He's going to be the lead dog wherever he happens to be. Um, I really don't care where the hell that is, but um, where he goes and what happens could change, you know, other people. Is that kind of how you feel here too?
1: Nah, it's JT, man. I don't give a damn where he goes. Just Jonathan Taylor. Like you said, he's top three running back in football. He just came off at what's so funny is the dynasty community is so fickle. So fickle, you know, people, I don't know about JT, but going into last year when he had 1800 yards and 20 touchdowns, he was everybody's RB one. And now you don't know Right? what 24 years old. Are you kidding me? Sign sign me up. I don't give a damn if if he's playing for Timbuktu university, sign me up. I want Jonathan Taylor. Like I, it doesn't, it won't change anything for me, but And I don't know if you've noticed this, man. The dynasty space is so reactionary now. Like, I've never seen it this up and down, wishy-washy, volatile. Yes, he goes to Tampa Bay and he gets dinged, right? All bad offense. There will be people who react to where he gets traded to, um, good and bad. But for me, I don't give a shit. It's Jonathan Taylor, man.
0: He was in a bad offense where he was at. You know, I mean, he was playing with, you know, washed up quarterbacks and you know, reactionary owner who fucking hired a guy off the street, literally, who never coached high school football, let alone fucking college or pro to run his team. That's part of the goddamn rant. I mean, how the fuck can you hire Jeff Saturday? Jeff Saturday, literally, when he called, he goes, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, we hanging out for a group. You want me to do what? Coach the fucking team? What are you crazy? You'll pay me how much? Sure, I'll do it. Like, that was – there was no – he wasn't looking for that job. He just was like, who do I know? It was like the fucking dumbest thing ever, you know, so – that 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 team is a bit dysfunctional as it is. They've got a rookie quarterback. There's a lot. We're going to get to Anthony Richardson in a moment. But There's a lot of st- a lot of uh, data that goes back. That you know, look, rookie quarterbacks, even the good ones, don't perform all that well, and their teams don't win very many games. I forgot who it was had the um, since like the last decade or two, uh, rookie quarterback led teams are like uh, six and ten or six and eleven, you know, on Oof. average, and that oh. includes Brock Purdy seven and zero. Oh, factored into that mix so you know you can pick all the ones you want you know the good ones and the bad ones but they don't often do very good you know as far as a win-loss record and so i don't know that he's best off in indianapolis anyhow so wherever he goes even tampa it's like that's i mean just as well
1: i will i'll say this i did i was very excited to see Shane Steichen with a healthy Quentin Nelson and that offensive line and Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson. I think that would have been a very fun combination to see, and they would have struggled. They will probably go five and whatever, but that glimmer of hope we could have sat back and been like, man, they add a couple of other weapons. They upgrade that offensive line. This could be good in 24. And unfortunately, we're probably not going to see that. I was gonna and say you're talking talk about A Rich later. Yo, right? You're, you're talking you're talking in past tense.
0: You're talking in past I, tense. You think he's gonna get I, traded.
1: I think I think he is. Mm. I, I do think that I think he is. Yeah. I, I, think he is. I, I think he is. I hope he's there. I think they move him. Mm. I would love to see him with Richardson. If he's not there, this really, in my opinion, it hurts a rich quite a bit. Yeah. In in my opinion. I agree.
0: I agree because he's got nothing to lean back on. I mean, imagine like, like I, I did play quarterback and I will tell you when you've got a great running game and you're struggling a little bit as a quarterback and you, you can call a run play and it's like it goes for six. You're like, that was fucking awesome. You know, it's like that was really good, man. Let's throw, let's do that again. Like let's get a first down on two run plays. That would be really good for my fucking I need a minute to think about some shit here, you know? And so yeah, man, when you're struggling as a quarterback and you have that run game to, to lean on, it really does help you. Cause then all of a sudden you just feel a lot better. You start feeling a lot more confident. You know, that dude looks at you and goes, We got this shit. You're like, I believe Jonathan Taylor when he tells me that. When Evan Hall or Deion Jackson looks at you, you're like, oh shit, we are fucked.
1: And people, (laughs) just (laughs) Deion Jackson, Evan Hall, who else do they have there trying to run the ball? I have no
0: idea, but it's a troubling situation.
1: I mean, are are they going to be, I I mean, I'm just throwing this out there, and we know the Cardinals look stank, stank, but are are the Colts going to be buying for that number one overall pick, you think?
0: God, I hope not, right?
1: I hope not, too, man. That would not be good.
0: No, that would not be good. I, I hadn't really considered that, but, wow, that's certainly a possibility. The division maybe... Uh, that's a good question, man. They they could be, you know, they it's, could be, it, I hate to think that, that Mike, Mike.
1: Is that the worst division? In, you got the Texans, the Titans and the Colts in that division. Yeah. Well, my the, yeah. God.
0: May, yeah, probably is. I mean, the South, <sighs> um, the South, both of them are pretty bad, I think.
1: Yeah, Tennessee. And,
0: uh, Atlanta, yeah. New Orleans is like the good team there. Tampa Bay is not good. carolina I mean, has
1: got a decent defense. They're, the AFC South is awful. Do you want to go? <laughs> well, but outside of that, do you want to go the Colts, Texans? What I'll about the Titans? Yeah, run Colts? them right that, over. Does that, get, does that get you flaccid? Does, does that get the blood boiling? It makes me flaccid yeah. thinking about fucking Will Levis versus
0: uh,
1: yeah uh, CJ Stroud. I don't really want to see that.
0: Yeah, zero movement downstairs for me. I, I'll just uh, yeah, report zero. to you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I just wanted to let you know. Um, Thank you, so I do think though that you know there 's a couple of spots one spot that if j t if j t goes to Philadelphia, then it moves it moves a lot at that point
1: yeah, that would be a problem i mean that'd be a problem for the rest of the n f l that would be a devastating offense i just don 't know how you would stop them they're the front runners in the n f c now they would be the front runners, probably in the n f l dynasty wise <sighs> He's not going to go to RB1, but he's he's probably RB2 comfortably firm. right behind yeah. B. John Robinson. Yes. Right. But he's ahead of Gibbs. Yes. Don't give me anybody else. He's right there as RB2. I Absolutely.
0: Agree. A thousand percent if he goes to Philadelphia, he's RB2. What and, about
1: Miami? What about Miami? What about Miami?
0: I think Miami is a great spot for him. I mean, I've heard some people say bad fit, and I, I hear that. I understand that, but there's no bad fit for JT level talent.
1: Exactly. Stop with the bad fit. It's Jonathan Taylor. There is, there there literally is no bad fit. It's JT. So they're saying Miami's probably made it. They said two teams have made an offer. They, the reports are two teams have made an offer. And you look at Miami. A chain is hurt. Mostert's always hurt. How do think about this, Jax? You've got a quarterback that's kind of fragile. How do you protect them? Running game, strong running game, right? What would suck is the upside that I have baked into Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle if Jonathan Taylor were there. Now you're banking on efficiency and I don't know, somebody would probably get squeezed at that point.
0: Maybe. I don't know. They're, they're so concentrated. they be
1: all right? Yes. You think they be all right?
0: Yeah, because they're so concentrated. All the, all the targets go to Waddle and, and Tyreek anyway. They did last year. They got like 170, 130 or whatever it was. I mean, these guys are going to get heavily targeted in that offense. And look, again, with JT, I said it with A Chain. You know, I was getting a little excited about A Chain. You know, I was actually a little bit off A Chain as a prospect just because of the size. You know, I'm, the Anatomy series tells me I should not like A Chain. And I didn't like him. I had him as my like RB seven or eight pre-draft. And of course he lands in Miami and I'm like, oh no. So then he's like back up to like my RB four, you know, I'm like, geez, Louise, you're dragging me back in. And so now I feel a little bit like, you know, maybe a chain, maybe I was right first about a chain and wrong second. I'm not sure what to think about a chain just because of the size, but some, a, a player with speed in that offense at the running back position is devastating because there's just so much speed stretching the field vertically that, you know, safeties and linebackers are really putting a pickle when there's speed in the backfield as well.
1: I was trying to go and look up their run, plat- run pass splits last year just to see what that looked like. Because I think if Jonathan Taylor's there, I mean, that's a dude that's going to get 300 opportunities, whether that's on the ground through the air. And I, I don't know what Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and company did last year, but. You look at what Mike McDaniel, where he came from, that San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan offense, I think Jonathan Taylor would fit. And it would just be a problem. I think it would be good for Tua. Uh, I think Tua would welcome that and love that. And again, you talk about speed, that just crazy speed there with that offense, with those receivers and those running backs. So I just, I want to see him traded. I like chaos. And in the NFL, you don't get a bunch of big name players like that traded. So I think it's always fun to see them get moved.
0: I totally agree with you. I love chaos too. So I love that take. I'm a hundred percent with you. Hey, you're in, uh, you're in Texas. You're pretty close to Dallas from what I understand. Um, mm-hmm. you know, ho- hopefully it's nice there. you having a good time down, down in, uh, Texas.
1: No, it's awful. It's it's like a million degrees. It's right now. It's what ten o'clock at night. We're recording this, and I'm looking at it. it says one o one. Oh it, shit! I'm not liking it at all. Okay. It's it's hot as shit.
0: Okay, I apologize. Didn't mean to break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought you were being funny. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> you, no, I fucking hate
0: it. All right, Bob. Yo, what what what? what you have baseball practice today with the with well, your yeah, son? No,
1: yeah. Yeah, little man's a baseball player, man. Yeah, the so we dust just sticking to their tonight. face.
0: You know what I mean, right? Yeah, right. They're yeah. sweating so much that what the dust goes up, to the so dry, it just all just sticks to their head. I remember that. You know,
1: it's everywhere, yeah. everywhere. But I love it. There's nothing, nothing more that I'd, nothing else that I'd rather do, man. Love oh, sure.
0: it. Sure, I'm with you a thousand percent, thousand percent. So look, down in Dallas, I feel like Dallas. There's always the situation. I mean, I think Dallas is like a. Real long shot, but Jerry Jones is, exists. And so for that reason, they're in the JT running. Obviously, do you think they would it would change Pollard at that point? But do you think they'd be that bold and trade for JT?
1: I want them to. I think it'd be a great football move. Yeah, I think it'd be a fantastic move for a team. It would be a better version of what we saw with Zeke and Tony Pollard. For sure. You know, this would definitely... I don't care how you slice it. You bring in Jonathan Taylor, he's better than Tony Pollard. This would, this would bring Pollard down. And I think you'd have to adjust some expectations for Jonathan Taylor as well. Yep. But I do think there would, there's a very realistic world that you do not have to squint to see that both of these guys would be effective. Tony Pollard, he is one of the worst running backs inside the five-yard line. You look at uh, on inside the five versus a seven, eight-man front, I believe he is a uh, bottom six in the NFL at, at getting it done from that, from that angle. So mm. you would have two different backs. It would be fun to watch you are in a great offense with a good offensive line. I think both of them would be very good, even though neither of them are going to finish as RB one in fantasy, if that were to happen. Yeah, And I do think that is a possibility, Jax. I'd say I'd give it like a five to 10% chance. Yeah, I think Jerry Jones is looking at that and saying, we prop rico Dottle, eh, right right. Deuce Vaughn, eh. right now can we get jt can you you know what's the cost though yeah. it's not a first no one's giving no one's paying a first no like that's first. I'm, I'm not buying that yeah. i'm not buying that at all
0: no one's paying a first i 1000% agree with you you know from if we take off my dynasty hat cuz you know we're going to get to a to something that actually Really killed my dynasty, you know, brain in a moment. But my dynasty brain says, please don't do this. Please don't do this because I like Pollard, I like JT, and it, it mutes them both a little bit. But from a football standpoint, it makes a lot of sense actually. I mean, depending on the contract, of course, because Jerry's made this mistake once before with a running back where he paid him too much. I mean, if he can get him at market rather than over market, because it's the you know what he did with Zeke, if he can get him at market. On a deal that he can easily get out of in you know two or three years, if if JT does suffer the same fate as many other running backs, although it's possible JT could hold on a little longer given his um, you know his body, but who the fuck knows with running backs. But all that being said, Pollard's on the on the franchise tag. You have them both for one year. You got to let Pollard walk. Next year, you've got JT in tow. You've got him signed for you know probably what two more years after after two this. years. Yeah, yep. you got a three yep. year run with JT Deuce Vaughn showing. Let's go right the fuck there for a minute. Deuce Vaughn showing that he can play in this league. I mean, you know, having JT Deuce Vaughn and whatever else you can you know cobble together as you go along ain't so bad over the next two to three four years.
1: Listen, people laugh at the Deuce Vaughn thing, but I believe he is a better, let's just say runner running back than Tariq Cohen was. He's a better running back. Cohen was a phenomenal weapon. Let's not take that away from Tariq Cohen. He was a phenomenal weapon and he had a moment in time, but you're talking about a two time All American that led, you know, his team in rushing in college. This was a guy who was productive at P5. Is he a lead back in the NFL? Absolutely not. Don't think that no. none of us are anticipating that, but can he be a nice weapon sporadically for the Cowboys? PPR upside, maybe down the line? Absolutely. Yeah. I think he can.
0: Yeah.
1: Is there is there fear? Yeah. Devon Chain just got tackled and fell on and hurt his shoulder. So yes, at 170 pounds, the reality is, yes, there is some like, okay, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, Jax. He can play in the league. He's got a role and he's going to continue to have that role. I'm very excited to watch him play this fall.
0: You know, I, uh, I tricked, uh, I think it was Jared Smola was on my show and he's so sharp. He actually picked it off. But I said, I said, I'm going to give you a running back profile. And you tell me where you would take this running back. This profile played at a, you know, in, in a major conference was an early declare has a 30 BMI. So this guy's stout. He has uh his best season receptions 49 in a single season. He has 116 receptions over his uh, over his career in 3 seasons. He his best yardage 1872. He had over 1800 total yards. Um you know, he he's uh he's he's 6 yards uh, a carry one year. He has 1.76 yards per team pass attempt in his best season in college what are you doing with this guy? And of course that's Deuce Vaughn. It just happens to be five five one eighty. You know, the fact that the rest of his, you know, profile was like amazing. And you know, you were, you were singing his praises. I had Felix Sharp and Felix loved him. And I kept being like, bro, what are you fucking talking about? This guy's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I hear you, man. He's good. But NFL, you know, I was like NFL, like we're talking different things here. He's, so he's good in college, but he's five five. Like, there ain't no five fives. But then you watch him, you know, on film and he was electric. And now, even in, in in, you know, look, he hasn't done it in an NFL game. Preseason's a little bit different, practice different, all that different. You know, when when you line up with, with the defense kind of going, Deuce Fawn's in, we know what's up. You know what I mean? Like, we know what's happening here. You know, there's there's a certain uh, only certain things you can do with him on the field. But I'm telling you, man, I watched him. He makes people miss. He is a great running back if he were you know three inches taller 20 pounds heavier he'd be fucking barry sanders
1: yep yeah i mean <laughs> if if he were it, it, i don't if if he were three, literally three inches taller and a couple of pounds couple of cheeseburgers heavier he would have been a second round pick mm. you can't tell me that devon a chain is better than him no, i true. think you look at deuce fawn he's a better running back than majority of those guys so yes he all he needed was a little bit more and he's. <laughs> When you really think about it, three more inches and 15 more pounds, he's Jameer Gibbs. Like he's the same size as Jameer Gibbs. So he's going to have a role in this league. He's never going to be a primary ball carrier, but good for him. Good for him. him. Yeah,
0: totally. I'm I'm cheering for him. him. I was fading him the whole time. I had said bad things about his profile. I said bad things. Don't draft him to my followers and listeners. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was right. But either way, all that, I don't give a shit. I'm cheering for this dude. I can't wait to watch him. I hope he dominates. I fucking love it. Speaking of guys I missed on, uh, <laughs> can, can I get excited a little tiny bit, just a little fucking tiny bit about Jalen Tolbert, or should I just shut the fuck up?
1: Dude, get excited. All Talk right, about let's him. Go.
0: Let's go. Tell me why. I mean, is this – I mean, I've, I've, I've gone through the, the thought process that maybe the lights were too bright, and, you know, that was my reason that he sucked last year, which I've kind of written him off, being like, well, look, lights were too bright. He came from a small school. He ain't going to do it, you know? But maybe it just took that year, that red shirt year for him to be like, "Okay, I got it, it because he looked like a really talented receiver at the college level again on uh, against inferior competition, but he got drafted in the third round. he got drafted like Michael Gallup, you know, so I was like, well, maybe he's you know something like that, maybe with a little bit more juice, but um yeah, he, he's making some plays, eh?
1: This is just football, man, and yeah. it's something that I will continue to preach to the fantasy space that sometimes things don't just happen right away. And for the players who it does happen right away, those are your elite players. When Jamar Chase can just step on an NFL field and dominate, he's a different cat. Yeah. That doesn't mean everybody else who doesn't do it right away is not good. If you if you weren't good, you wouldn't be in the NFL. Let's just start there. Yeah. I have There, there is an arc, a a hierarchy of players, but if you weren't good, you would not be there. You really wouldn't trust me. I've tried to get there and it did not happen. So if you were, if you're not good, you won't be there. Right. But sometimes it takes players some time. It's an adjustment. He played at a small school. You're playing for the Dallas Cowboys. You're in the NFL. The expectations are you come in and smash. Let's not forget that the Dallas Cowboys, when they drafted Michael Gallup, he was their wide receiver one going into that season. And midway through training camp in the preseason, the Cowboys looked around like, this ain't going to work, and we got to go find a real receiver. And they went and traded for Amari Cooper. Doesn't mean Michael Gallup sucks. It just means he's not an alpha. It means he's not a Jamar Chase. He's not an A.J. Brown. So Jalen Tolbert right now has the wide receiver four spot locked up in Dallas. Okay, for fantasy, sure, it's not great. But... It's Michael Gallup in front of him and Brandon Cooks, and I love Cooks. He's so underrated. Gallup, I don't know. Yeah. Jack's like I like him, but I'm not. You know, give him, give the kids some opportunities. Yeah. There may be something down the line for Tolbert. That's Here's the, the thing: guy, that's the guy. He's I think not he a can, zero. He can, he's not a zero.
0: He can climb over Gallup potentially. I don't think he's. Look, Cooks is too good. Like they have
1: Cooks is on a one year deal though. I know. If yes. Tolbert can show it. Yes, if he can show something this year, maybe Dallas is like. Brandon, you do what you always do. You go to new teams and go for a thousand, and go get paid somewhere else. Let's roll with Ceedee Lamb, Tolbert, Jake Ferguson, and company. Who knows?
0: And, and a draft pick or something. Yeah, totally. I yeah. I could see that happening for sure. I just mean this year he's not climbing over Brandon Cooks. You know what I mean? Like that's I don't no zero percent. You know, like that that's not happening. But Gallup. Like if he starts playing good and he's like, yo, he's, it might take till week 10 or something. Cause it's not going to be like week two. He's just all of a sudden better. I don't see that. Maybe possibly, but whatever. Um, let's move on. I just wanted to get my Jalen Tolbert. You know, I just wanted to hear someone say nice things. Cause you're in Dallas. You'd probably hear some good things, but Dalvin was the, was the signing that broke me, you know, because I've been an Izzy Abanacanda, you know, fan. Brees Hall is obviously a, you know, fantasy, you know, star. Yeah, I didn't say he's an NFL star. He's a fantasy star, right? RB 1, 2, 3, and dynasty type guy. Dalvin, certainly an RB 1 for the last four or five years or whatever it is, his whole career. You know, he's an RB 1 in redraft every year. He's this kind of player. Well, they all just end up on the same team, and it's a slow-paced Aaron Rodgers team. And, boy, oh, boy, I mean, this really hurts Brees in the one year. I don't know that it kills him long term. What are your thoughts about this whole thing? By the way, <coughs> excuse me, quick correction. I had mentioned that Pat Corrane had said that something about Brees. I was wrong. It was totally Scott Barrett. Nick Botiford corrected me, and other people were like, "Dude, you fucked that up." I said something last week uh, about um, you know that. So Scott Barrett, though, listen to this, reggie Scott Barrett had said to me on this show before all this, before the draft, he's like, "I don't think that the Jets see Brees Hall as a as a uh, as a bell cow back." And I was like, oh, "Fuck, what are you talking like?" I disagreed. We went back and forth. And, you know, so far, basically everything they've said and done, including saying they would have drafted Jameer Gibbs, tells me that that probably is true. And that's my one concern here. It's not with Brees, the player. It's with the situation. How bad is the situation? How how should we be looking at this thing?
1: Again, man, I I agree with you that... This is less than ideal for Brees Hall because Dalvin Cook is still Dalvin Cook. He's not cooked, right? He is not cooked. He is still one of the premier running backs in the NFL. Maybe he's not a top 10 guy, but he damn sure ain't a bottom 10 guy. And he knows it. The Jets know it. Everybody knows it. Here's what I'll say. I just think this is the way the NFL is trending. This is what's going to happen. You are not, no longer are we going to see the days of running backs getting 75% of the work. It's just not. I've done some data, some diving and looking at some numbers. You got 60%ers and 40%ers. Brees Hall, probably a high end 40%er. There are very few 60% of the work running backs in the NFL. There's like 13 of them and they all look a certain type of way. But I listened to Austin Eckler and I've got some friends that played in the league and you listen to Austin Eckler's podcast on Yahoo with Matt Harmon. And he talked about how much better he felt when he was playing in tandem with Melvin Gordon. Eckler said, I could wake up on, I could wake up on Mondays and walk. I felt good. I felt fresh. You listen to Ramondre Stevenson. He had quotes at the end of last season and he's 250 pounds about how worn down he was. He was he was beaten down. He felt worn down. This is a battle. This is an 18-week car wreck. And these running backs, it's not just one time. They're getting in a car accident 20, 30 times a game. So while this limits the opportunity that Brees Hall is going to get, what you hope will happen is he gets very efficient and effective touches and is able to maximize those. Now do I want to bank on a fit? Sometimes I just want to bank on volume, Jacks. I'm just like, give me the fucking guy that's going to run it 30 times. I just want to bank on that. I don't care. Just g- give me that. But you can have a situation. What if he's Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler doesn't run for thousand yards, and he's been RB1 for yeah. fucking three straight years. Never so has run
0: for 1,000 yards. Exactly right. Dude.
1: Never has. He's, he's carried the ball 206 times, the most ever in his career. So can Brees do that and be that? Maybe. We'll see.
0: I love, the, I, don't know. I love the answer. The take is fantastic. It's really solid because I've been saying it. The league is changing, and there's no more bell cowbacks really at all. I mean, no. you, you know what I mean? There just aren't. Um, you know, there, as you point out, there's some guys who flirt with 70, 70-ish percent of the running back work. Um, if you remember the James Robinson season where they gave him 90-plus was like a complete outlier, and who the fuck knows where that came from. But, like, these types of things don't happen. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, not getting that. I mean, there's a ton of other backs who get work in San Francisco. So even the RB one overall clearly isn't going to get that. So you're a hundred percent right in seeing it that way. I do also see that side of it. Um, the, the injury, the slow pace is another problem for me. I'm not so sure this offense is going to be zipping up and down the field. I think they're going to want to slow it down. Not a lot of pass attempts, you know, not a lot of plays, um, I know they'll check it down to the running backs, but I think Dalvin is the – I agree with you. I think he's the 60 to Brees' 40. And I think it's going to be really – it's going to be – I'm not so sure Brees – how many times have we seen, you know, the, the ACL is a two-year recovery? It's like, yeah, they're back now. Javante's back. Brees is back. But Saquon was back. Dalvin was back. Dobbins was back. And they all suffered the same fate. They didn't have a very good year, too. They just didn't, you know. There's either compens- compensatory injuries, or you know, there's atrophy. Obviously, the leg isn't as strong, and there's been, you know, uh, thigh size. Twitter is fucking up and <laughs> <road>. <laughs> fucking <laughs> unbelievable, but but it's tr- it's true. It's fucking stupid, but you know, somewhat true. So all these things sort of contribute. I don't, I don't need. I don't think we need to have the Zapruder film on his fucking thighs, but that's besides the point. You get my drift, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where we bend the narrative to fit what we want. Because any other running back, right. you're like, dude, I don't want him. It's going to take, he's not going to look the same. This is a guy that was barely practicing up up until a week ago. And now, you know, right. it's just funny how we spin the narrative to fit what we want to believe. Because if it was a running back we didn't like, it'd be like, dude, fade him. He's He just got back on the field, that torn ACL, no thanks, right. but... You know we want Brees to be good. We're, we biased. Sure do. We We're do. biased. We're biased. So, We're biased. So that
0: brings me to: Would you rather have Ken Walker or Brees Hall in Dynasty?
1: <sighs> Jax, oh man, You're give me Brees. Give me Brees. Oh. I'm wor- I'm. I love Kenneth Walker. Mm. I'm worried, Jax. I'm very worried. Mm. I'm very worried about Kenneth Walker. I'm very worried. And I know it's the preseason, but I know football. And I'm watching Zach Charbonnet run, and I'm like, fuck. Mm. He looks good. Mm-hmm. He's fast. He's bigger. Mm-hmm. He looks good. And I'm reading reports that they think he's more versatile. He is. I'm reading reports that they believe that he's more available from a health perspective. Mm. I'm worried about Ken Walker. And you you look back, and I'm like, damn, this dude smashed last year. <laughs> What did, I just I went on that long soliloquy about what did the team tell you about Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Right. After all of that he did last year, they still went out and spent a second round pick on, on Zach Charbonnet. Shock. Not like they didn't go get like Keaton Mitchell or you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. Some bum. Yeah. Right. They went out and got one of the top running backs, the premier guys in the class. The yeah. only outside of Bijan, one of the few guys that actually look like an NFL Bell bel- Cow yep. and go figure. He looks like a hammer right now, in in, in Seattle, I am concerned. Give me Brees Hall. I am a little concerned about Ken Walker, man.
0: Fucking crazy, isn't it? The, the, I was I've been saying all off season, and the one thing I've been saying that's right as rain is you should be trading running backs that that are ranked higher for running backs that are ranked lower, and just keep fucking doing it over and over again if you can, like because, like you know, in other words, if you could trade player running back two for running back eight and get running back eight plus next week running back eight is running back two, you know, and then, and then you trade him again for running back seven and so forth and so on. I mean, there's just so much, as you said, the dynasty community is very, very fickle. I think it's more of a market game now. There's a lot of people trying to take advantage of the market and there's a lot more information about the market, so to speak, if, if that makes sense, you know, keep trade cut, different rankings, people putting shit on Twitter. I think this is RB1, you know, a lot of hot takes. So there's a lot of, You know things making the making us feel like that market is moving a lot, whether it is or not. That's also different too, because I'm sure you're in. Well, I know you're in a lot of dynasty leagues, and some of those trades don't fucking happen. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you know people aren't just selling willy nilly when these this news happens. What do they do? They tend to hold, right? They tend to hold through it, and sometimes it hurts because you come on the other side and and you don't have uh, as good an asset you probably should have sold. But a lot of times people get a little nervous, they hold tight. Rather than making all these maneuvers, but man, oh man, I, I am I am with you um, a little bit. Um, look, Charbonnet was better than Ken Walker on a down to down basis throughout his career. You know, Ken Walker's a home run hitter, but Charbonnet is a very like you know what's the the the, the EPA right? How effective are you on a given down and distance? Uh, Ken Walker did not have a very good EPA last year. But he had a great, you know, yards per carry, big home run rate, you know, uh, long run rate, you know, all those breakaway, broken tackle, all that shit. Yeah, he's fucking explosive. But sometimes he wasn't as nuanced. And it seems like Charbonnet is a better receiver, more nuanced and more available. And that sounds like a lot of shit that NFL heads like.
1: And he looks good. I'm just going to, I know it's pre- Here's the thing there's certain things I don't need to see the running back do it versus Micah Parsons. Like, can you run the ball? I could, it doesn't take me much. Jax, you could do Doesn't take you much to look at it back and be like, ah, he's probably not very good. Or, all right, there's something there. Charbonnet's got something there. I, yep. I'll just say this for as long as it's going to be a 50 50 split, it's going to be a fun combination to watch. But I do, if I'm being real, man, I think Zach Charbonnet, sooner rather than later, will sort of, even if he doesn't get it this year, yeah, out of the veteran preference, everyone will look and be like, that's the dude. The same way we did with Zeke and Tony Pollard. You're like, why is Zeke on the field? Get, yeah. get the ball to Pollard. Interesting. I think before the end of the season, you'll look at that and be like, give me Charbonnet. Wow. He, he looks very wow. good. I love the take.
0: So that means that my boy Chalk was right about having Charbonnet over a chain in dynasty and rookie drafts even after the draft. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, correct. And still Chalk
1: is dope, man. Shout out to Chalk. Chalk is a Chalk helped me up with some stuff, man. He's a he's a very good dude. Fuck fantasy. He's a good dude, man. But yes, you don't. (laughs) Yes. Charbonnet over a chain. A couple of people over Hing probably. Yeah, I was pretty bullish. Here's the Jax. I just need to leave Texas a running backs alone. At this point, I just need to leave Texas a running backs alone. I need to leave TCU yo, wide receivers alone. I was not going to bring it up. I just need to like, leave them alone. I need to leave them, even though my boy Spillers looked all right you know, in the preseason. All right. But listen, Spillers yo, I fucking all right. I'm done. The, I
0: had the uh, Noah Hills. Uh, article all like last time you were on the show I I fucking slammed you with with Isaiah Spiller and and I hated him and you loved him and it was and of course you know that one ended up being right but you know that that was I, I, that was funny yeah no I fell for a chain this year because of the situation I should know better look maybe he'll be good maybe he'll be good but I mean I just fell for the situation I mean I like the talent but the si- whatever look what are we gonna do we're wrong so much one person that I don't think we're wrong about right now I'm wondering is is Damian Pierce. Talk about 70% guys, 80% guys, if there's one, right? Is Damian Pierce the best running back by low or by fucking high, Buy at any price, Buy at his current value in dynasty right now?
1: Yeah, man. He's one that I think people should have, and I get it. I understand why there was some trepidation last right. year. Fourth round pick, Bingo. Houston, they can go any direction. I get it. But the moment they did, like they told you he's our guy. Mm-hmm. When they signed Devin Singletary, At that point, you, you, all fears of a rookie coming in and usurping him should have been gone. Like you should have, it shouldn't even have been in your, your thought process. And you're talking about a team with a rookie quarterback. They've got a very good offensive line. They've got the highest paid left tackle in NFL history. They just resigned Titus Howard. They drafted Keon Green. You've got a rookie quarterback. They're going to run the ball. Isn't that? They're going to run the ball. Is Shaq
0: Mason there or am I on the wrong team?
1: Uh, I'm not sure he might be there. Yeah, I, know, I know. I know Green is one of the guard. Dude, they've got it. Yeah. Listen, they're going to run the ball. D'Amico Ryan's is not about to let C.J. Stroud air it out 45 times a game. Yeah. It's going to be a heavy dose of the run. Give me Damian Pierce, and what and he's, still, and what he's dude, done.
0: He was on. He was on the field. For third and long uh, for you know third and long uh, in the preseason here, this was where he was coming off the field a little bit in known passing situations. It would stand a reason by the way that he would be on the field in his second year in those types of uh, plays where you know in, in, in his first year, lots to learn there. you know, blitz pickups, blocking assignments, checks, routes, option routes, what do I read? There's a lot to know in the passing game whereas run game, a little easier little easier and he's a hell of a runner but what we knew about him coming out of college is he was a he was a really good receiver he didn't have big numbers across the board because some dumbass who coaches Florida who you probably know his name you know was awful terrible coach the rest of it uh, didn't use him very well used some other s- scrub ahead of him i heard all those stories i remember that and when you look deeper into his uh, advanced metrics as a receiver he had he had a, one of the highest a dots average depth of target from the running back position in his draft class, which meant that he was catching the ball down the field, not just dump offs. And he was very efficient in his catch percentage and yards per route run, et cetera. He was a, he was a very good uh, receiver uh, by efficiency, not by, by by raw numbers. And now we might see him catching passes. If we see that from a CJ Stroud led offense, as opposed to a Davis mills led offense with some other weapons there, boy, oh boy, this could be, uh, as you point out, the offensive line, I, I think I think I'm sleeping on Damian Pierce. I think y'all are too. Go get yourself some Damian Pierce. Thank me later.
1: I'm with you. You know, I don't listen, Jackson. I don't want to disagree with you every time, but I agree <laughs> with you here. I think he is this is another one of those guys. And and even looking at the situation deeper, what does Damian Pierce need to do in order to secure financial, you know, a financial blanket for himself and his family? He's got to go produce. He was a fourth round pick. He's not making any money. I don't give a shit what the running back market is. I can tell you what a fourth round running back market is if they don't produce. So, yeah. you better believe that <laughs> that, mar- that that market's in, bad. In,
0: That's a bad fucking market.
1: You, yeah. When you really think about it, man, because if if Pierce goes out and smashes this year, he's got two productive seasons. He's probably putting himself in line to get a payday. I'm not saying he's going to get NFL running back one money, but to get Miles an extension Sanders, to get David payday.
0: Montgomery money
1: but if he doesn't if he doesn't play well he gets injured he doesn't play, they'll just they'll find another running back yeah. so you may get and i've been on record saying this you might get the best season you're ever going to get out of Damian Pierce this year like he's Yo. going to try to go get it this year Yo. you know what i mean
0: i love this take I- like
1: this is this might be the best version of Pierce that you get because he's got to play for his money he's got nobody behind him pushing him in any type of way like if you're going to go in, go get them now, let them increase in value. And if you're like, ah, I kind of want to get out now, sell high. I think this might be the best version of Pierce that we see.
0: Damian Pierce, 2023, Josh Jacobs,
1: 2022. Oh man. You love and that. he's going so low in underdog. Like people are drafting. I'm, I'm sitting there in these underdog drafts. And I'm just like more Damian Pierce. Okay. Thank you.
0: There we go. I love it. So I had said uh, that Zeke to New England doesn't do too much to Ramondre, doesn't hurt him too much. A little bit here and there. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of just give you the cliff notes. That's kind of what I said. I can get more details on that. Do you agree with that or do you think Zeke cuts into Ramondre enough to make a, a, a substantial or enough of a difference that he's really a bad value at his ADP?
1: I agreed with it. Just, just so you know, uh, Damian Pierce is my seventh highest roster running back in underdog. 15% Damian Pierce. I got 15%. That's
0: way over. Yeah. 8% is average. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I got, I'm well over You don't want to know my Camara percentage is like fucking 20 X over 8%. I've heard,
0: I've heard your Camara take. I didn't go there. You you can hear his Camara take on wherever the fuck he goes. You're not going to hear it tonight.
1: Um, So with, with, with this one, with Ramondre and Zeke, I agree with you. I, I did not initially, I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like Zeke, he's a good, good. He's great at pass pro. He's, he's going to be a relief back. I'm not worried. Then I went to fantasy points data suite and I was trying to make a Ramondre case. I was ready to bury the Zeke Elliott truthers, Jax. And I looked up, I looked up. What both of those running backs do inside the five against seven and eight man fronts. Yes. A top five in the NFL last year, Ezekiel Elliott. Bottom five in the NFL last year, Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson. And I was like, oh shit. Uh tweet. <laughs> this is not, this does not fit my narrative. I I I am a little more like dude, he might literally be like the LeGarrette blunt goal line guy. The data from last year, Ramondre Stevenson, according to Fantasy Points Data Suite, was one of the worst running backs inside the five-yard line. And Ezekiel Elliott, despite how awful he was between the 20s, he was one of the best running backs inside the five. So if I'm being objective here, the data says I should be worried. Yeah. The subjective side of me says, nah, dude, Zeke's cooked. Like, the subjective side of me is... He's cooked. I'm not worried about it. Like it's, it's Ramandre. but the analytical objective side says the data says you should be worried.
0: So it's funny that you said that because last week I referenced your tweet and forgot who tweeted it. So I referenced that tweet on my show last week and said, I forgot who the fuck said this, but I said what you just said last week. So shout out to fucking Ray GQ. So uh there we go. Yeah, there we go. So, but I had, I had said that, but I, I do think that that's where he does take away some opportunity. Now, Ramondre only scored five rushing touchdowns last year. His value was where? In the passing game with the targets. Yep. Um I don't think that Zeke comes for that. You know, I don't think he necessarily comes for it. Now, maybe he... Maybe he gets some, I'm not saying he's not going to get any targets. That's ridiculous. And I'm also, but I'm not also thinking that Ramondre is going to see a hundred targets, you know, maybe he sees 60 to 70, maybe touches 80 targets. I don't know that that'd be great. You know, I think he's getting 50 or 60 almost guaranteed in this offense. That's the way I feel about Ramondre and his targets. He saw only 210 carries last year did Ramondre. I think he gets that again, all other running backs in the, in the, in the new England backfield saw 146 carries, Last year. I think Zeke comes for those tar- those rushes. You know, he gets 100 to 150 rushes this year. Uh, Ramondre gets 200 to 250. I think that's kind of how this fucking thing plays out. If they both stay healthy, of course, and, you know, some other guys mix in, obviously, and take, you know, some of their shit away here and there. But basically, that's the way I see the backfield. I see it as exactly what we're talking about 60 40, and Ramondre's the 60, Zeke's the 40. But the big difference for me is, that you're right, by the way. That Zeke is very likely the guy down by the goal line, which will be a, a fucking thorn in Ramondre's side and Ramondre, um, you know, dynasty managers' sides. But I do think that Ramondre holds on to that pass down work. Do you kind of agree with that?
1: Yes, yes. I, I don't believe that Zeke is going to take away from the passing game work. I don't believe that at all. But I do think. He will be a thorn in the side yeah. down in the goal Fuck line. Yeah, like I, I really do. Yes. I don't I don't want to believe that, but it it the reality is it's probably and it's Bill fucking Belichick. Yes, Jacks. So let's just be real here, man. Like he it's will Bill revel. Belichick.
0: He will revel in watching Ezekiel like score touchdowns and be like, there he is. Oh. Look at him.
1: Look at he he guy. Yeah. look at
0: him. You know, high fives, fucking fanny pats, yeah. you know, fucking, you know, no nothing but just the touchdown for Zeke. Good for you. Two carries, <laughs> four yards, two touchdowns. Good good game, Zeke.
1: Yeah, it'll RB2. be too.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Finishes RB 22 in the, on the, on the week and you're fucking stuck. Yep. Oh my God. It's so true. All right. We're going to do something fun. I've, I've Let's heard your takes about a certain player and uh, no, it's good. It's good. And you Uh-oh. know, it's it, it, one of them is Daniel Jones. One of them is Anthony Richardson. Here's the thing that I, I've been galaxy braining a little bit. Okay. If we mm-hmm. go back, And we saw Josh Allen. We saw Josh Allen year one and year two. In year two, Mr. Fucking Game Theory was saying Josh Allen ain't it. He can't complete passes, da-da-da. I mean, and it's true. If you go back and look at his year two, it wasn't very fucking good. But you know who thought he was good was the Buffalo Bills. They were able to get him to a year three jump. He made a year two jump too. But really, they stuck with him and saw something that we had never seen before improvement at the quarterback position, especially one year over one year that we'd never seen in the past. Well, we've seen Josh Allen. We've seen Jalen hurts. Maybe not quite that big a jump, but we've seen him take some jumps. We've seen Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. Now again, not as big a jump, but another jump under Brian Dayball. Will we see that again this year from Justin Fields and, then there's Anthony Richardson who's following another coaching tree of one of the guys who did it. Do all these things relate to each other, or is this just a lot of bullshit in my head?
1: They do relate. Um, I don't think it's bullshit at all. Uh, I think they do relate. I, there are just so many things outside of what we can actually measure that makes this just incredibly difficult. Yeah. One part of me says absolutely Fields can take a step forward. Why can't he? I, I've. Why can't he? Yeah. But the other side of me has said he's been pretty bad yep. so far. Mm-hmm. Had had not been for his rushing, I oh. think there would have been a real conversation about the number one overall pick. Like what percent. does Chicago do? Uh, so
0: uh, there wouldn't have been a conversation. They wouldn't have fucking kept him. I mean, if it was th- no, if there th- was no th- rushing,
1: yeah. yeah. So. It's, it's one of those things where I, I want to give the player the benefit of the doubt. I'm, a for, I'm not a former NFL player. I do have friends that played in the league. I got to play a little college football. I, I have an affinity towards just players because I know, yeah. I know progression is not linear for everybody. But the reality is I look at that situation and I'll just say it like this. I don't want to be the one to bet on fields and be wrong. Like I just don't want to make that bet and be the one that's wrong. If I make the, I don't want to bet on him and I'm wrong with him. I can make the bet by not having him, and if he's good, then I'm like, cool, like good. I'm glad he worked out. I'll try to get him in some spots, but I don't want to be the one holding that if it does blow up and and it doesn't work out. I don't think he's Jalen Hurts. I don't think he is. I don't know what they are because I don't really know what Chicago's identity is. I guess the
0: question is, is like I was always betting against this. Like I've been betting – I was betting against it with Josh Allen wrong. I wasn't really betting against it it with Jalen Hurts because I actually thought he was good, but he tricked me and wasn't good Then was again. you know what I mean? Like you're like, wait, I kind of pump faked a little bit on my Jalen Hurts takes a little bit. Justin Fields, I thought he was good. Uh, well now we're seeing the pressure stuff is kind of a problem and it was a problem in college. So now it's like, it's not a, it's not an offensive line thing, although the offensive line wasn't good and now it is and whatever, but it's more of a him thing. And so I just wonder, I mean, I know that Daniel Jones, if you look at Daniel Jones, bro. Last year, his passing numbers weren't all that much better than they were in the past. Two things happened. Number 1, he miraculously cut down turnovers. Now, was that an outlier season or was that better coaching? Don't know. And then number 2, he started to run the ball like he had never done in the past. He ran for over, almost 800 yards last year. Like, does that continue or was that an outlier? So, we start to look at this stuff and I just wonder if I wonder if these guys are able to improve more than we've previously thought they were able to. Does that make sense? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, like, should I think Absolutely. of that? Because we never really saw yes. that, Ray. You know what I mean? Like, generally no, speaking, do, do you, you know do, what I'm saying?
1: No. no, we do see it. It's just we don't see it in the areas in which we're looking for in fantasy football. Sure. But it happens every year in the NFL. Sure. It's positions all across the board. Right? I just mean you a quarterback, to-
0: though. I'm talking just quarterback.
1: What, but uh, again, man, like these guys – we see it at quarterback every year. We see it, right? It's just some guys come in and they're already a little bit better. They're ahead of the curve. They're in a better situation. But Joe Burrow from year one to year, he was better in year two. He got yeah. better in year three. Like players progress. Yeah. Players prog- This is this is my this is going to be Peyton my Manning charge. Did chair it right? In- I mean,
0: yeah. Peyton Manning. Like, Troy Aikman dude. was you know, a million interceptions. There we go.
1: Everybody, everybody listening to this needs to understand that football is not fucking Madden. You can't just on Madden. If a player gets out, you can just send somebody in and run the same offense and it just looks as fine. Like you can just do that. That is not how it works. And it's not just football. It's the NBA. It's MLB. It's NASCAR. You can have the fastest fucking car and you put me in there and I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I could ride the same car, that Dale Earnhardt or Jeff Gordon right, or whoever right. the fuck yeah. Kyle Busch I don't know who the fucking racers are. <laughs> I was
0: are, gonna say, but, those probably uh, they're all probably dead. Those fucking three guys you just named I have no you know fucking I mean? clue, but I love that those like, are the three you named. That was great.
1: Like, like, come on, Dale Waltrip, like, Dale Waltrip out there. And who else do we got? A uh, freaking Lightning McQueen and uh, the, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. fucking Jackson yeah. Storm. Yeah. But the point is. <laughs> Uh, yes i i do and i do think that in today's i think in today's nfl you're seeing a lot of these coaches come in and they're not the old stay off my lawn guys i'm gonna fit a round peg in my square hole it's not jeff fisher they're looking at their team they're saying okay this is the cat we have let's tailor the offense to at least see what we have. And that's what happened with Daniel Jones. Yes, it did. What they, didn't, they did not ask him to throw the ball 45 times. There were some games where that fucker threw it like 20 times, and yep. you're like, dear God, throw it, it a little all bit more. all in the flats. <laughs> it, <laughs> but you know what? They went to the playoffs, they won a playoff game, yep. and they gave Daniel Jones an extension because he didn't turn. They let him operate within the confines of what he was good at. They yep. didn't ask... You tell Dak to throw the ball 40 times, that's why he leads the league in interceptions. He doesn't need to throw the ball 40 times, dial it back. So I do think this can happen for a fields. I do, but I I just, I don't, I don't know. Eberflus, and who, I don't know. I'm not Dax. Sure I, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. At least with A. Rich, I can say, tell myself a story. Well, it's Shane Steich and he just had Jalen Hurts, yeah. you know? So, He's from. I don't. I couldn't tell you a damn thing about Chicago.
0: Yeah, me neither. I I I agree. The Shane Steichen thing really makes me feel good about Anthony Richardson. And from everything you've heard, I've heard, uh, I'm going to ask you if you've heard the same. Everything I hear about Anthony Richardson is like he is that guy. Like you know, he's the guy. Like Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen was that guy. I think that's why they held on to him because like, you know, now that we know who Josh Allen is, Josh Allen is it makes sense. But like, we didn't know that when we didn't know him, but you know, who did know him was the, the guys in the locker room. I hear that Anthony Richardson is that, have you heard the same?
1: I've heard nothing but positive things, nothing but positive things from beat reporters, from teammates. And the thing with a Rich is, hell yeah. He's going to have some moments this year where you're like, what on earth were yeah. you thinking? They like, yeah. I mean, even it, there was a practice clip the other day where he was like falling backwards and just throwing it up. And I'm watching it and people were like marveling over it. And I'm like, he's going to do that in a game and it's going to get picked off. Like, you know, it's going to happen, but he's probably going to have some moments where you sit back and say, he's the only guy on earth that can do that. Like you're going to sit back and be like, there's nobody else on the planet that can do that. Well, That's that's true
0: because he is the only guy on earth that I know that can fucking throw a football like he can who's six four two fifty and runs a four four that that yeah. is a singular I mean, person that is one he's one
1: well from an athletic testing standpoint we've never seen anybody like that at the quarterback position his RAS score was one out of however many have been there That's so right. yep he is a little different so but you're gonna yes there's going to it's not going to be all roses for any of these rookie quarterbacks. It's not. It's speaking of some, speaking
0: of Madden, if you fucking had Anthony Richardson as a Madden player, you'd be like, you, "That's the quarterback you create." By the way,
1: dude, I uh, <laughs> I got Madden. and I played with a Rich. Like that was like one of the first things I did. I was like, "Give me a Rich." Is he ninety nine uh, speed? Because
0: if he's not, they should fuck themselves.
1: <laughs> he's he's not, but he's very fast okay. and he's very big. You know what so, mean? Cause I mean? Because he's one I, out yeah.
0: of all the. He's the fastest quarterback ever. So
1: yes, you know what yes. the fuck
0: are we talking about? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. All right, I got yeah. a good question. You're gonna love this one. It's not on the show sheet, so be ready, okay? All right, there is the God tier of. Uh, I've been asking this. This was a, th- This was an Alan Soslowski question to me on a pod. I've been asking it. I love asking. It's fun, fucking question to answer or hear the answer. So you ready? There's the God tier yeah. of wide receivers: Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. We we all we already get that. If somehow some way. This time next year, there was a different fucking wide receiver as wide receiver one this time next year, before the season. How in the world that could happen, I have no idea. But if that were to happen, who do you think is the most likely player that could do that? Mm. It's a good one, isn't it?
1: This is a great question. It's so much fun. And I have a very good answer to this question. Because I think I have a very good process for identifying, or at least taking the bet on who could be elite and who can't. So, it's something that I've coined. Jax, where are you from? Where are you from originally? Where from, are you from?
0: From near Boston.
1: Okay. So, y- okay. So, yeah, you, you're not familiar with what I'm going to talk about here. It, this it is southern. To. This is this is southern Cajun cooking. Are you familiar with the Holy Trinity? Do you know what the Holy Trinity is?
0: I mean, if we're talking about carrots, celery, and onion, yes.
1: It's bell pepper, celery, and onion there in the is. South, Sorry. but there you go. Sure. Carrot is fine, but yes, the Holy Trinity, there's no gumbo or etouffee meal that's fixed without those three that's ingredients. It. It's the Holy Trinity. Yeah. There is a Holy Trinity at wide receiver. And those three ingredients that make up the elites are target share, the ability to earn the ball, Yep, your yard share, getting down the field, getting those valuable targets, and then run after the catch. You can look at any of the top receivers in the NFL and I guarantee you all three of those things are present. And if three are not present, one of the two ingredients is at an elite rare category, yes, right? I agree. Maybe I love this tape. Tyre- like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's the holy trinity for wide receivers. Air yards, market share, run after the catch. I don't give a damn about touchdowns, none of that stuff. Yep. So when I'm looking at the wide receivers right now that have a realistic shot of doing that, I think the number one player that, and here's the thing, Jax, A.J. Brown is elite in all those categories, but he's not going to vault up to wide receiver one. It's not going to happen. He's 26 years old. It's just not going to happen. As good as he is. Age,
0: volume, these other things come into play. They're not part of the Trinity, but there's some seasoning. That's a chicken stock. You got to get it in there.
1: There you go. We're cooking now, Jax. I would have to say that the answer to this question would be Garrett Wilson. I think if there's going to be one, he has the the, the foundation for that Trinity is already there. Mm. Last year he already achieved one of the three ingredients, which was the target share. He had between 25 to 29% target share, which I have categorized as elite light. He was about 28 to 30. He was between 28 and 35% air yard share in between four and five uh, yards after the catch per reception. So when you're talking about a player who already had hit above average or average in those three categories with Zach Wilson and Mike White, and you're telling me that he's going to be the number one target for Aaron Rodgers, he is the one, if I'm looking at the list of receivers, I love Amon Ross St. Brown, but he's below average in air yard share, and I don't think that's changing. Jalen Waddell, for all the speed that he has, is below average in air yard share. I think that it, that Garrett Wilson, who I currently have ranked as dynasty wide receiver four, if there's going to be one, he's 23 years old, it will be Garrett Wilson.
0: It's a good answer it's a popular answer and it's a great one and it may be the right one. Um I I have I answered Who do you have? I, I answered Amon Ra. Uh I think Amon Ra could have hundred and seventy targets this year or something like that. You know, he could Okay. You know, that's really it. So it's really the you know, just too much onion. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> just, but that's how you get there, Jax. Yeah. I want people to understand. Yeah. That if you're telling me Ray he's getting 185 targets, then I'll say okay he could get there. If 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 he's going to be hyper targeted, then despite it, he is putrid in air yard share. He is below league average in air yard share. So that ingredient ain't even in the house. That's why I like your. That's why I
0: like your answer. It's a great answer. And so
1: that, that dive into it. I just challenge people. If you only if you can pick any receiver you want, Jax, and you look at those three things yeah. and I bet you you'll be like, ugh, right. like, why am I high on this guy? Like, are you kidding me? No way.
0: It's a great, point. you know. And so one of the other guys that could be, you know, in there that we're sort of overlooking for whatever reason is is CeeDee Lamb, who I know both you and I absolutely love as a player. Um, I guess maybe we're just a little bit worried about volume. Is that probably it?
1: I have him at three, yeah, and I, I, he's yeah. already got the target share and his air yard share and run after the catch is the same as Garrett Wilson. That's really good. I just there's something about CD that I I know it. I know like the, he doesn't. I didn't. I don't feel like he's got the the elite. Yeah, to get, to yeah, to get elite,
0: I think I, he's going to be dope forever, but he's never going to like spike or something. I feel the same yeah. way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like he's hit the ceiling. He's maybe he's most people's wide receiver three or four, but I, I don't know if he goes, there's no way he's going ahead of Jefferson and I kind chase. Of agree I, don't so. I agree and with I love that. I agree.
0: Yes. That's why I said I'm on raw and Garrett Wilson is certainly like, the, I feel like that's a chalk answer and I love that answer. It's fine, but it's like, okay, the things I talked about with, you know, with, with Aaron Rodgers, slow pace, veteran deference, like what the fuck, man, that team is just a little scary. Not Garrett Wilson, but, like, this whole thing with with Aaron Rodgers, new quarterback, new relationship. I don't know, man. I'm just like, it could be him and Devontae all over again, and you're like, oh, shit, I should have seen that coming. That's possible. I will fucking head nod to that. But it's also, it could be, like, you know, he just is getting a little bit marginalized. He's not quite elite, and like Alan Lazard's catching two fucking touchdown passes. You're like, dude, what is going on in this fucking office? You know,
1: so I can, can I see both those answer? things happening. Can I change my answer? I can I change my answer?
0: Yeah, go for it. I, I, one it more. Is.
1: You know, you know who it is. It's, you know, the, hey, you know who I'm going to say. Yeah, it's
0: the B. John Robinson.
1: You know it is, yes. man. I mean, he's not in the NFL. He's not in the NFL no, now. But it. the chalk answer is Marvin Harrison Jr. That's the there. That's the one that. Let's just say, just. Let's just say Joe Burrow starts out slow, right? Knee injury isn't all the way there, so Jamar Chase starts off a little slow. Kirk Cousins leaves, and Minnesota brings in Trey Lance, and now you got Trey Lance throwing to Jefferson, and then Marvin Harrison that would, that gets drafted by value, the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah, Marvin Harrison gets drafted. People with have Caleb. tell themselves that story. With, with Caleb. Caleb.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah.
1: With, with Caleb, He man. could go –
0: yeah, you're right. That's the answer. I agree. Just so you know, it's I was going to get there,
1: yeah. Yes, okay. It, it's Marv. Marv is, I think – He's going to have the Bijan. There's nothing that Marvin Harrison can do right now that's going to knock him off a wide receiver one. Let's not even... Don't get cute. Let's not be... Jax, can we agree? Like, like he's wide receiver one. Can we just not do that for 24? Can love we Can we get that out of the way, I please? I love
0: it. I love it. He's Bijan Robinson like, corollary, baby. Don't be
1: cute, right? Like, don't be cute. He probably he's wide is, receiver one. Right?
0: I mean, he probably is, actually. He is. He
1: is. Ah, he's so he good, is. right?
0: He's so, so, yeah. so good. He is... He's it. I'm with you. The, the the Is there anybody super dark, like way down, like, you know, like that you're just, <sighs> I mean, no, maybe not way down, but there's, there's but yeah, one that yeah. I said that was a little bit further down. Actually, I'm starting to, you know, maybe second guess it, but anybody?
1: I don't think he'll get to one, but I do think that we can look up and be like, man, I, I had this guy a couple of spots probably lower than I need to, and it's Chris Olave. Okay. And... I, I wasn't even the biggest Olave fan coming out. And to a degree, I'm still like, ah, I kind of want to see it again. But I think that's just bias. I think that's me just being subjective and biased. But I, I do believe that the upgrade to Derek Carr from Dal- Dalton is a significant one. What, what, about, think-
0: what about his teammate, Mr. Jackson Smith and Jigba? Come on now. He just hurt himself. That. I know that. I the, know. Not with the injury. Not with the injury. Fuck me, man. Why do injuries I've been. I was saying it last couple of weeks as the dark horse, but I actually don't even believe it's really possible. Unless like the only way it would be possible, honestly, is one of the other two gets injured because I don't. It's going to be really hard for him to put because you have to like kind of have the not quite, but kind of a Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson season to make you forget about just Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, right? You know, so you kind of have to have elite upside at a young age. And you know, that that's where I, I'm with you on a I think it's Alave, CD, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra, you know, yep. and then Jackson well, was right there a little bit. Well Marv honestly, he ought to pull the Jamar Chase and just fucking sit it. I mean
1: You hear that uh, there's you hear there's like they don't even know who the quarterback is right now. Oh I like, sit between out. Fuck Devin it. Brown and Kyle McCord. They don't even they're they they're not even announcing who the QB is. It could just be What's it, it's going only hurt cost himself? Stuff, I mean, like, could he yeah, that's what I'm saying. He can like,
0: only like himself, like, though, he can't make anything. If he, no, uh, he can't
1: make anything. It's just no, fucked can't,
0: up because you want to see him compete. You
1: know? Here's the thing: I don't think he can. I don't think he's going to cost himself from a from an NFL draft standpoint. Probably but not. what will happen if he doesn't produce this year because of the quarterbacks, and then you get some other receiver that blows it up? we will get to the point where some people are like, are we sure he's the one he kind of only they had said it about hundred, Jamar you know? chase.
0: Yeah. They said it about Jackson so, Smith and Jigbud. it happens every year. I mean, it, it happens, yes. you know, they both yes, sat basically so. sat out, you know? And so I, yes. I don't know, man, I, you know, I'm all for playing. I just, I don't know. Like if you're his agent brother, whatever, like you're and he says to you, what do you think, man? Should I play? I mean, What are you going to tell him? Yeah, fuck it, play. I mean, that's not a good answer. Like you have to like pragmatically tell him why he should, why should he play? Like what?
1: And I he should not. He should not. He really. Should.
0: It's fucked, man. I hate he that answer. Should
1: only he can only risk injury. Like he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board, whether he plays or not. Yeah. So I'm with you. It, but part of it is, man. You're young. He wants to play. Like, I guarantee you, like, he wants to play. Like, he wants to go out there and play football. You don't practice all year to not, to just sit out and do more practice. Like, I want to fucking go out there in the shoe and blow it up my final season at Ohio State. You know, he wants to do that. 100,000%.
0: And and you know what? I hope he plays. I hope he has the best fucking season ever. And I hope he doesn't get injured at all. I hope he goes like fucking second overall. I mean, you know, I hate to even have the 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 bullshit pussy ass take of sitting but it's like honestly it's millions and millions of dollars and he's locked into the top three or four picks of the draft right now like you know so what what else is there like I don't know maybe they should even look at you know guys being able to leave after sophomore season I don't know about that I, I really just don't know I don't know what the answer is but clearly if Marvin Harrison Jr. came out of the draft this past year he would have gone to the top four you know, whatever, you know, so, and, and would he really have any sort of physical limitations in the NFL this year? No.
1: Right. Right. Um,
0: I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Obviously they're paying him now. So these guys can, can, can make money on their likeness. Maybe he's got some money to make by playing at Ohio state for those reasons. And honestly, I hope he does. I hope he makes that money. I hope he goes out and competes because he deserves it because he's that good.
1: I'm with you 100%. I think that when you look at the receivers who could potentially push Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson off of that elite God-tier pantheon, it's it's a handful of guys. It's amon Ra, it's Garrett Wilson, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. Realistically, I I just don't think the community is going to buy CeeDee Lamb over those guys despite what totally. he does. It just They're just not going to buy him. He's awesome, but they're not going to put him up there.
0: Ray, you're fucking unbelievable. Thank you so much. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let you go. I was just saying it's like a fucking 110 degrees in both our studios because you're in the, the 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 Texas heat. I'm in the in the California heat. So we we, we hey we, we cut weight for this fucking show. That's what we did. Like if we did a weigh in, both of our asses just lost five. We to lost ten. weight. We
1: yeah. lost weight. Yep.
0: But I do want to mention something. You know, dude, Sam Howell went out there and fucking did some shit. In, his, uh, in, in the preseason game. Now, I will say there was that uh, motivation to play well against Baltimore who hadn't lost a game and all the rest of that nonsense. And who knows, maybe they were a little bit more fired up. But I will go back to, you know, Sam Howell last year actually looked pretty good. You know, he wasn't prolific, but he was a rookie and he didn't play at all. And so, what, you know, we just talked about rookie quarterbacks taking forever. They don't win very often, all the rest of it, yada, yada, yada. He's played well. So far, preseason, they apparently love him in Washington. And Ray, I'm going to do this. I don't normally do this, but I am going to do this. I am going to do some receipt king bullshit right now. <laughs> All right, I am going to do some receipt king bullshit right now. What I have what we got. Some of my some of my tweets, and I, you know, I had my my friend, the Di- the Dynasty Nemesis CMFK, who's in my league, and I was texting with him. He's a a former Washington fan. He's from DC. And he, you know, so who knows? He's got a, you know, touch and go relationship, obviously with that franchise. If you're a fan, you can imagine, but he's asked me, is Sam Howell good? And I was like, dude, I've been on Sam Howell as QB one from that class from the fucking beginning. And I was thinking, do I have any proof of that? Like, I don't know. Do I? And I, I was reading back and it was like, you know, basically the end of 2021, I was like, I have had Sam Howell at my quarterback one for a while. I have I have more work to do, but to make but, but I need to make that a solid take. Uh, you know, the Sam Howell disrespect is really something cuz I'd heard, you know, that's in January of 22, um I had Sam Howell greater than Kenny Pickett, not a hot take. What are we talking about here? Um uh, you know, I thought that despite the atrocious atrocious draft capital that the quarterbacks all landed in spots where opportunity is viable. I thought Sam Howell did have that. He was only only drafted behind Carson Wentz. I thought that was exciting when he got drafted. I had Sam Howell greater than greater than greater than greater than greater right. Will Levis, by the way, Ray Felix Sharp came on this podcast when Will Levis was being mocked at the 1.04 and NFL drafts and said, Will Levis Will not get drafted in the first round and was mocked and ridiculed and was right as rain as motherfucker fell out of the first round. So we had Will Levis correct the whole time. Uh, Another one I said, I've been saying that Sam Howell was quarterback one in this class since day one. Uh, I have no idea how he felt around five. He may not be elite, but I think he projects perfectly in today's NFL game. That's on wax, Um, so forth and so on. Another Sam Howell over Will Levis. Sam Howell is still likely the best quarterback from that draft class over and over and over again. I was saying that Sam Howell is good. And when he gets drafted in the fifth round, you ha- pragmatism has to take over, and you have to realize that the NFL may not agree with you, so you have to temper expectations. Woo. Speaking of temper expectations, I'm starting to get a little bit excited about Sam Howell and his Skill set going forward, Mr. Ray GQ. Am I off the deep end or are you gonna ride this fucking roller coaster of Sam Howell with me?
1: You know, it's late, I've had a long day, tired. My Cowboys lost a linebacker to a torn ACL. Mm. So I went to my Twitter and I did some receipt king stuff myself while you were talking. So I just wanted to see what side of the Sam Howell train I was on. And Jax, I I wanted to go out, you know, not agreeing with you. I wanted to give the people a good argument that they could walk away from and think that we hate each other and we don't like each other. But I'm sorry to disappoint because we're on the same page, my friend. Because I, too, think Sam Howell is very good. And I was talking to my friend Scott Connor that I really don't even... Have we even seen a reason why he fell in the draft? Like, you can't... I, I just... Listen, man. Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, two rounds ahead of Sam Howell. I, what What Scott Connor told me, Jax, is he thinks that Sam Howell. You see a lot of comps of people saying he looked like Baker Mayfield, and that was during the time that Baker went from like first round pick to everyone hated him. So I do think there was some inherent bias that went that came into play. But as I watch him play, and I look at my tweets where I say back in 2019, and here's a doozy, Sam How and Brock Purdy with the rocket emoji up, um, I was at the Senior Bowl. We talked about this player on the show tonight. Sam Howe to Jalen Tolbert, TD, very first rep of one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl video from me because I was there and saw him. I think, you know, sometimes you get these situations where, despite the draft capital, The player falls in the right organization with the right coach at the right time. You know, if Amon Ross St. Brown is a fourth rounder, ended up in Cincinnati, he never becomes Amon Ross St. Brown. But luckily, he hit a situation where there was opportunity and he seized it. Sam Howell has the opportunity. This young man can play ball. And I think that this season, this is his tour to let the NFL world know they fucked up. I think when we sit back at the end of the season, we're going to look and be like Brock Purdy, (laughs) Desmond Ritter, (laughs) (laughs) Sam Howell is the guy we should have been buying all along.
0: That is the show. Wow. Ray GQ just going out with the flamethrower, just taking them down. I love it. Oh, my God. Sam Howell, the receipt king. And the real Receipt King, apparently, Ray GQ. <laughs> maybe he's fantasy receipts out there, dogs. We, I don't know. Maybe. No, no, no. ain't got time for got, that shit. I
1: don't got the time to do that, know,
0: man. I'm joking. I'm joking. Do you know? You realize I was t- telling everybody I was Receipt? Of course you know that. Yeah, I was telling everybody. I'm
1: yes, not. Yes, extra the yes, yes, makeup, yes. But yes.
0: I am, though. You know what I mean? I might be. I'm yeah, not, yeah, but
1: you, I are, might be. you are. You are a Receipt King, but you are not the Receipt fantasy King. Receipt. Yeah, yeah that fantasy receipts. Yes, yes.
0: I'm not that. I might be, but I'm not. But I might, be, yeah, right. but I could be. Maybe. But I was. I sold it. I had it. I. It. It's a long story. <laughs> the long story. I had the account. It was worth a lot of money. I sold it. The new people who run it, not as good as me. But anyway, whatever. I. I showed them what I showed them. Ray, good
1: for you, man. Thanks. Good for you. Thank good you. for you. Thank
0: you, Ray GQ. Thank you. Tell everybody where they can find you. I, it, just an awesome show. Thank you so much. You're thank fucking.
1: You. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jack. Yeah, check me out on Twitter at Ray GQ. YouTube. Uh, you can search Rage Q or Destination Devi. And uh, my website, first website dropping in a couple of weeks, uh, first week in September, DestinationDevi.com. So really excited about that. Uh, you can find me and all my content creators on those platforms. Thank you for having me on. Jax, I love everything that you guys are doing um, over at the Undroppables. You've got a fantastic team. I love all of you. Like Y'all are, y'all are good dudes, man. And I, I don't get on people's shows and say that a lot about folks, but y'all are good dudes. You built your community, your way, and the people who rock with you, rock with you. And that's the best thing about this space. So shout out to y'all.
0: Thank you so much, man. That means a lot coming from you. I really mean that. I, I appreciate you saying those kind words about chalk. Cause he is absolutely that dude. And I, I appreciate you saying that. So for all of us here at the undroppables for all of us here at the undrafted on behalf of Mr. Michael P Duncan, the greatest podcast producer, The land has ever seen. You have been joined by the fire of Ray GQ. I am Jax Falcone, and we are out.